When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today, I want to talk about what would you do if you happen to come across or were lucky enough to see a UFO crash near enough to you so you could get to it before the authorities got there? And what would you do? There's so many things that you could do, but let's talk about what you would do. So, there's been many crashes. Many people have seen, witnessed, and, and, and reported crashes that were near their physical presence. And maybe not like 50 feet away, but within a few miles, right? And a lot of times what happens is, is that people try to drive to these locations and they're cut off. By who? The military. Which only lends us to one question. How the hell can the military get there before people who live in these remote areas can get there? And the only thing I can come up with is travel. Teleportation travel. So they could teleport to any location that they need to in the world instantaneously using something like a stargate but not necessarily needing a gate on the other side they can transport vehicles personnel and weaponry through some sort of gate so that they can or portal so that they can get to these crash locations quickly and then retrieve those crashed ships and bodies and whatever else and bring them back before anybody can notice a lot of times back in the day people would see Chinook helicopters, double, double propeller helicopters pulling aircraft out, and out of the, into the sky and back to bases, okay? Nowadays, we just don't see that that much. And we still see lots of crashed debris, crashed UFOs, what we believe are UFOs crashing to Earth. And we don't see these, these helicopters, things like that. So it only has to be that they have some sort of teleportation device, portal generator so that they can maneuver uh, personnel, equipment, weaponry, whatever they need to through this portal, gather up what they need to, and bring it back. And how can they even gather up a UFO? Well, they probably use anti-gravity technology to do that. But let's, let's say, for argument's sake, you get there before the military gets there, and let's say you got no more than probably 5 to 10 minutes max, 5 to 10, 15 minutes max, before the military gets there. And that's 15 is being generous, right? Let's say you got a few minutes and you pull up and you see this crashed craft and you see that there's a few bodies, right? Whatever species you want to imagine is there. Reptilian, insectoid, grays, Nordics, whatever you want to call, it. you know, whatever you want is there. And there's 
technology on board. There's monitors. There's there's boards. There's um, there's artifacts. Um, there's easily um, movable objects within the craft that have crashed and kind of fallen to the floor. What do you try to take from the scene? If you can, who knows? Who knows? Maybe you can't. But let's say, or maybe you don't want to. But let's say you can, and let's say you want to preserve something for the future, right? And and preserve the fact that this even happened, so that you can try to prove it to people, even though even having an artifact or evidence is not enough proof to to prove that there was a crash ship, right? Let's say you just want it, you want something either for yourself, for your family, or to prove that this existed. What would you try to take? Would you try to grab an alien body? There's a lot of pros and cons of that. One of the big cons is is that it could be carrying a bacteria or virus that could kill you pretty quickly, right? If not today, within a few days to a few weeks. Um, this has happened before. Um, one of the other problems is you may not know if that thing is dead. Uh, what if that thing pops back to life and knocks you out or kills you? That's another problem. What if this alien alien's buddies come looking for it? Now you got a problem, right? Additionally, you take it and you got the human government maybe wanting to find out more about you and getting getting that body back might be more important than your life. So you got a bunch of negatives and only a few, 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 few positives. So what about those items that fell to the floor? So these items and artifacts have fallen to the ground. Tools maybe to be used for the ship. Artifacts maybe from their home planet or other planets that they visited. Well, that seems to be like the easy case, right? Let me grab some of these artifacts. They've already fallen to the floor. They're loose. Let me toss a couple in the truck and I'm going to be on my way. Well, okay, great. You've got those items. Perfect. Now you have some proof. What about some pictures? Do pictures take precedence over getting the artifacts? Do you even have time to take pictures? Taking a picture is a time-consuming process. you got to get your phone out. If you got a screen lock, you got to do that. Then you got to get to the camera app. Then you got to wait for the camera app to load because I guarantee you, you know, if you're like me, you don't have the highest end of phone. It takes a while for that camera app to pop up and even take a picture. And then you want to take a few pictures, you want to take some videos, but there's still not enough proof, right? So I think you really got to go with an artifact, something that's easy to grab and bring back. Now, let's say, for example, these aliens, whoever you want to you want to throw in there, any kind of alien species, is a species that is picking up and abducting humans. What if you see some humans on board that are still alive? That are like in cryostasis, or that are that just survived and are are um, underneath some hypnosis or whatever machinery they use, and they're alive. Do you try to rescue them, and do they take precedence over you getting some artifacts and being able to prove this happened? Because if you just take a human, the human is only going to have his story, and you're going to only have your story. And how many people have had matching stories and have not been able to prove, quote unquote? That aliens existed. Look at Travis Walden, who was abducted in his movie the, the Fire in the Sky, right? All of his buddies that were work buddies saw him get abducted into the spacecraft. There's like six guys, and they all went underneath multiple, if not dozens, of lie detector tests. Now, that would be proof 
underneath any other court. If you wanted to prove somebody killed somebody else, all you need is somebody to testify and say, I saw that happen. Boom. That dude's going to prison for life. Okay? You got an entire group of people who saw this UFO abduct Travis Walden and then drop him off like five days later in another town over. Now, these guys didn't see that part happen when they got dropped off, but they saw him get taken, and all of them reported the exact same thing. And then Travis reported what he saw. So again, right, if you save somebody, it's just your story versus, versus the world. So I guess it just depends on what your motivations are. Are you there to save people if there are people there? Or are you there to grab artifacts to prove that aliens exist um, and to examine these artifacts and to see if they have any powers or if they can be utilized for good or bad or whatever the case is? Well, it's a question you got to ask yourself. Um, you know, if there, and then the question is, if there aren't humans, then, well, then you don't have to worry about saving humans. You could just kind of pick and choose between whether or not you want to grab an alien body that might have some viruses or alien artifacts that are laying about the ground. What about, what if there's more technology on board, but you need to take it apart? That might be a better piece of technology, a bigger piece of technology that you can actually see what it does. And you're like, ooh, this might be more valuable and usable, but I need to take a, a few screws out or whatever the case is. Or, or you have some tools with you and you can, you can, uh, you know, hot weld it out or whatever the case is, right? MIG till you weld it out. But then you're putting yourself in harm's way. You might blow something up. Who knows, right? But you might be able to come away with some nice technology. These these are the question marks, right? Um, if you take a piece of technology out of there, that's clearly, obviously, that you that somebody took it out, that it was cut away and it was by human hands, the government's going to be coming after you, right? But if you take a few pieces or artifacts, then chances are the government's probably not going to know that anything's gone. Um, so you got a lot of... A lot of options here, a lot of questions that could be that could, that could be done. I mean, you have <laughs> there's there's a lot of possibility here. I guess the question is, what would you do? You know, what would you want out of a crash site? Clearly, you're not coming away with the aircraft, right? Just too damn big. Uh, unless you're a master at anti gravity and being able to lift things and with or maybe using sound to lift things, like uh, apparently some of these Tibetan monks can do. Um, you're not getting that aircraft out of there. You're not going to be able to take all of the bodies with you. And even if you could, would you want to? Um, so you got to make a decision. And the options are somewhat limited. And then you have to worry about the government coming after you. So what would you do? Now, let's say just for a moment that this aircraft is semi-sentient or fully sentient it's a fully sentient aircraft and like the david adair aircraft where he went down in area 51 and 74 where he touched the aircraft and it was able to show what kind of emotional state he was in um, by the colors that were reflected off of him when he touched it or reflected off the aircraft when he touched it um, you know and this sentient aircraft was able to heal itself and be able to fly out of there, but it required a living presence. 
and you were in there and it could communicate with you telepathically and said, you know what, if you want to go, I've healed myself now that, you know, maybe it was a blast that took it out of the sky from the military. This is, this has happened in Peru. Um, the aircraft wasn't able to heal itself, but now these, these aircraft, they're, they're sentient. Um, they're, they're reported to be like living beings. So if you could take this aircraft and fly it out of there, would you? And like, you know, it, it would be kind of like Flight of the Navigator. Where would you go? What would you do? Would you try to ask it to take it back, take you back to its own planet and um, try to take the bodies with you and bring them back? Would you just go for a little cruise around the galaxy, explore a few planets? Maybe it could be like in Stargate Universe where they become in control of the, of the ship Destiny and they, they're able to start decoding the messages or the language, start to understand the ship a little bit more. And the ship can show you where there's planets that are that have viable life on them or intelligent life um, where you can communicate with them. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I, I'm kind of getting a little off topic because this is finding a crash shift that, that, that then becomes mobile and then you're able to use it. But, I mean, there's so many cool possibilities with that. Um, just think about that movie Flight of the Navigator from the 1980s, you know, where the kid just hops into the, the aircraft, the aircraft's calling out to him when he's, uh, on base at NASA and he gets into it and they fly off. And the reason that they're able to fly off is because he, he's, a, he's living, be, living being that has star maps inside of his head given to him by the ship. So, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> It's not out of the realm of sci-fi possibility. It might be out of the realm of real possibility. But, um, you know, it's... I love that movie. I love the idea of being able to just hop into an aircraft and take off. And, like, the aircraft has different species that it's collected from different planets. And just the idea of being able to cruise around and, and see different worlds is truly fascinating to me. And truly one of the... One of my, you know, bucket list items for sure. You know, if... The, you know opportunity present itself but here we are uh waiting <laughs> so i guess just the question in this podcast i wanted to bring up was what would you try to collect what would you hope would be on board would it be a medical device that could that could diagnose any symptoms and treat any symptoms would it be uh, a device or weapon of power so that you could have power over um you know people or governments would it be a, a technology like the uh, yellow cube that has predictive futuristic capabilities uh, like a almost like the internet but being able to predict the future um, where you could predict your own future and predict like other people's future what if you could win the lottery with this thing what if you could make world peace what if you could win enough money to make world peace you know all this stuff just kind of comes into play um, what kind of tech would you would you hope would be there? Um, I mean, you know, if it, if I had my druthers, you know, some some kind of informational cube like the yellow cube, or informational uh, piece of technology would probably be the best thing, because then from that you could create weaponry, you could create medical technological devices uh, if it had it within it. Um, you could uh, predict some futures. You could save people. You could help people. Um, um, you know, other people might want technology that could 
give them invincibility or life everlasting or infinite strength or something like that or, or night vision or whatever the case is but for me i mean information is power the more information you have the better and if if it had enough information to show you how to create some of these devices and we had the minerals to do it and the scientific capability to do it then that would be arguably the best thing that you could find at a crash site short of having a craft <laughs> So what do you think? Leave your comments in the uh, anchor comment section. I'll put it up there. Uh, leave your comments on TikTok. Love to hear what you have to say or Facebook. Either way, uh, all Lockdown Universe, and uh, hopefully we can hear from you soon. Until next time, guys, take care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.